Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. Somebody tell your neighbor, Jesus is the answer. Say, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there is no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we are in a world that things are failing. We are in a season that if we don't take Jesus serious and try to depend on any other systems or any other structures or any other body, I'm here to announce to you, you'll be disappointed. At these last days, the answer is Jesus Christ. And for the rest of the month, we are going to run this series. It's about four series. We are going to look at Jesus who answers salvation issues. Jesus who answers physical life-defeating issues. Jesus who answers spiritual issues. And Jesus who answers unto us other issues which we have no idea and the cause of it. The world is gradually failing. Today, America is in a serious headlock with Russia. And they are trying everything and it's not easy for them. America is in serious indebtedness to China. UK is gradually taken over by Islam. They're almost all their leaders and the young, the youth, they're all becoming Muslims and, 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 and living to join all sort of uh, 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 um, Islamic extremists. You go to Europe, it's dead. Churches in Europe are now being bought. By sports cinemas and has been turned into mosque church buildings money is gradually failing now you think you have the money but you have the money in your hands and the money can get you what you want the only hope you and I have as the people the children of God is who Jesus Christ. He is the answer to everything that we can ever think of. And that is the reason why we are under serious attack as Christians and the church of Jesus is under serious attack in this end time. And let us know it and know it for once that for the attack of the church is going to be intensified as the days grow closer. Amen. Because we are the only people who seems not to agree and to support some of the systems and some of the things that want to impose into humanity. It's only Christianity who seems to stand against it. And if they are able to deal with us, they will be able to deal with all the issues and all the issues can pass through. That is one reason why most of the time we have to pray for the Catholic Church and we don't have to condemn it. 
Because ladies and gentlemen, some of the systems, the theories, and some of the, 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 the current world policies they want to push, the only church that is able to stand and fight for Christianity most of the time is the Catholic church. Most of the time. Amen. Most of the time. Talk about serious other immoral issues they want to push they want to they want to practice mostly is the catholic church who stand to fight for christendom i don't know why charismatics are fighting for us maybe we shall get there one day maybe a generation will come and we are in a time and a season that we have to take our jesus very very serious have to take him serious and you have to know that he is the answer to everything not some things sometimes you hear people who say that well there is where christ come in but there's where you must seek other support you cannot seek any support from anywhere he is the answer amen whether it is financial issues business issues whether it is our health issues Everything we can ever think of, Jesus is the answer. And somebody who said that, but Jesus does not give jobs. Hallelujah. But ladies and gentlemen, remember the first employ- employer and employment in creation was by God. God was the one who created the first job. Amen. Eden Limited. And gave the first employment to Adam. And employed Eve. And they were blessed. So he has been the answer from time immemorial even up to today and the times to come. And around this series, I will want you to open your ears and let's grasp it once. Maybe from now to the end of October because there will be other interceptions during the anniversary. Luke chapter 2 verse 46 to 47. Let us begin by seeing what Jesus started with. Even at the age of 12 and it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple. You know the story? Jesus has traveled with the parents to go to a convention in Jerusalem. And then after the convention, um, the parents have left. And they were going because there was a crowd and the parents traveled three days before they noticed that their son was not with them. This is not an irresponsible, but this is a higher level of irresponsible parent. Amen. Amen. You see, sometimes when you want to compare yourself to biblical uh, 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 figures, you have to be careful. You have to be careful. God, what you did for Mary, do it for me. Mary forgot her own child, a child that they excommunicate her from the family, from his town, from his people. She forgot her for three days. Nothing quickly. Hey, some of us were doing better. When I just wake up from bed, 
the first thing I have to check the children's room if they are asleep. If if I go to their school and I go to their class and they are not there, and I go down, they are not there, and I ask that so oh, they are around, then you see that my heart is beginning to pant. Start running around the school, you are looking for your son. And how much more for you to travel three days without your son and you didn't notice? But the Bible said, after three days, when they didn't see him, they returned back. And when they returned back, they found him in the temple. Jesus started answering issues of life in the temple. Listen to me. If there's anywhere God can answer your issues for you, it is in the temple of Jesus himself. Don't try to seek Jesus outside on the stadium. It is good to go there and pray. But I'm telling you, the best place to seek solution from God is always in his house. That is why David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of God. Because in the house of God, there is what? Bible said, therefore, you have planted me in your house. The solutions we are looking for is in the house of God. They found him in the temple. They didn't found him with his other children. The other children, maybe by now, 12 years boy, they would have found him somewhere around some corner playing football with some friends or running around with some friends. Parent, if we raise our children well, their desire will be in the house of God forever. If you raise them well, if you train them well, if you psych them well, their desire always will be in the house of God. Oh, and when my child, my child when was growing, they loved the house of God. But when they grew, now they don't even want to go to church. Oh, it is never true. It is never true. At the point, we neglect them. You can see parents who would dress and go to church and leave their parents' home. Uh, sorry, their children's home. I'm getting late. These children are delaying me. I'm getting late. So pretty sure. And they go. Be late and bring that child to church. Then come into church and leave that child. It is late for your child to be on time. Then to be on time for your child to be late. When it comes to kingdom matters. Most of the time, we are in a hurry. For kingdom issues. And our children are late. And at the time we start reaping. The lateness of, of, of their spiritual life. We think that it is the devil. It is never the devil. Let us check the foundation. The Bible said that if the foundation is destroyed, where will the righteous stand? They found him. That means that in everything situation, the parents have raised this boy that all his life, he's always in the, the, the temple. So they came back to found him in the temple. And when they found him, what was he doing? Even at 12, the Bible said that he was sitting in the midst of the doctors. That is why I use the old King James because I like the word he was sitting with doctors. As of what theology, doctors of philosophy, doctors of divinity, doctors of humanities, doctors of religion contemporary religion you are sitting with them ladies and gentlemen who are your children sitting with blessed is the man who does not sit in the seat of what the scornful so where you are sitting 
is definitely going to de- determine what God is going to do for you. If you want to see people, God, are, check where they sit and who they sit with. If you want to see people that God is not minding them, check who they sit and where they sit with. He was sitting with doctors at 12 years. The boy was sitting with doctors. Listen, don't insult a parent who decide that their child will be mingled with children who have destiny and parental guide. If you can guide your child and somebody's doing their own, don't criticize. Don't say that we're too no. They don't want their children to even play with other children. No, please. It is my child. I determine who my child should sit with. Amen. I can't let my child sit with any other child. Yes. When they come to Sunday school and when they come to children's department, they are all together. But when we close church, I determine among the children who my child should sit with. Hello? Because the information children grow with begins from the home. The information they see their parents passing across is that information they carry across. So if you, somebody's child is receiving a wrong information in the house and you allow your child to sit with before you see your child is kissing and you start asking, how come you, okay, who taught you that? We don't teach you that. Oh, yes. Your child is sitting with somebody. They make sure that their child was sitting at 12 years with doctors. You can bring it contemporary life. Medical doctors. Doctors is doctors. Only, only that this one of doctors of what? Of theology. Doctors of the Bible. Who have studied the Torah. The in and out of the word of God. That was what Jesus was sitting with at 12 years. That is boy Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, those of us who are looking for the blessings of Jesus, who are we sitting with? Who? Who are you sitting with? What are you talking about? What questions? Listen, in life, if you are going to be blessed and progress, there are two things of communication you must always do. Either you are asking or you are answering. In life. If you want to be blessed and progress, you are either asking or you are either answering. Anything apart is dangerous. The Bible said that it must either be yes or no. Anything in between yes or no, the Bible said that it is dangerous. And you make sure that you always sit with people who are either telling you or you are telling them. People who are either answering to you or you are answering to them. You know, it deep out the potential in you. It brings out when Jesus was sitting, asking and answering questions of doctors, he was receiving information higher than his peers. And he was answering questions greater than his peers are thinking. At 12 years, the boy was reasoning with doctors. Hallelujah. I don't know who John the Baptist was reasoning with. Because John the Baptist is just six months older than Jesus. So when Jesus was 12, John was also 12. But six months difference. And when Jesus was talking to doctors, John the Baptist was with his mothers. And they were going. If somebody spent all time with their children in the church, and you spend all time with your children at cinemas, don't think that the future is going to be the same if God doesn't intervene for your children. Hallelujah. So at the time Jesus was answering questions and blessing life, John was criticizing. Hello? 
seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. So when Jesus was receiving this information from the doctors, John may not get it. So when Jesus was concentrating, talking about when they, they, it came to the issues of Herod, Jesus never made a statement. He ran away. He never ever spoke anything about Herod because his concentration was what? The kingdom. But John has to bother himself about the ex-marital issues of Herod. And had his cut off. Then he sent to go and ask to find out whether Jesus is the Messiah to come. But are you not the one who introduced him? You are the one who introduced him. You are the one who broadcast him. So why are you now doubting? The reason is that information that Jesus had to work with did not end him in trouble. Information John did not get to work with ended him in trouble. Who is talking to you? Hello? Who is talking to you? Who are you hearing from? Amen. So the Bible said that he was asking them questions and all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. He was asking them questions and answering questions. And the doctors, when they heard of him, the doctors were astonished. Today, after today, may people be astonished of the wisdom of God that you carry. After today, may people be astonished of the grace of God that you carry. After today, may people be astonished of the power of blessings that will come upon your life. They were astonished. He answered questions at 12 years. And today, that boy, Jesus, is more than 12 years old. We are in about more than almost getting to 7,000 years. So, so now there's no issue that he can't handle. There's no question that he can't answer. There's no problem that he has no solution. Hallelujah. And I came to announce to you that Jesus will solve your problem for you. He will solve your problem for you. You are living here today knowing that your problems are being solved. You are living here today knowing that Jesus has taken over the questions that bother your mind. You are going to tell him and you a solution and you walk home with answers. He will answer the question for you. He will solve the problem for you. Hallelujah. From the scriptures, we discovered how Jesus answers the people. Before the Bible said that, and he answers all of them. There was a process. Ladies and gentlemen, before Jesus answers you, there's a process that you must go. Amen. Jesus will not just get up and come and stand before answering you. Because you know, somebody may know your problem, but they will not just come and start helping you. I hope you know that. Because sometimes, the solution people think you need, that might not be what you need. That might not be what Sometimes, people can see your problems and wrongly diagnose the solution. Amen. However, God knows the solution. But God will never run to you and start giving you the solution until you need. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. He said, yes, even though your sins are as red as scarlet, and like that of crimson, but come to 
me and let us reason together and see he's talking about your sins they are red like scarlet very bad your righteousness they are as dirty as rocks but he said come and let us reason together about your sins issue and you know how he ended he didn't end it by saying that and I'll forgive you your sins and you'll make it to heaven you know what he said but if you are willing and you come then you eat the best of the land. So even though he's talking about the issues of sin, but he's concluding by all, talking about material blessings on earth. Which means the sins has a result in the absence of material blessings in our life. But if I'm going to deal with that one, I'm going to deal with the issues of the sin. But you know something? Human beings may see your face and still talking about, and start talking about the sins. And that is why people see you coming to church every day and they expect that, oh, once you are coming to church, everything will be fine. But Jesus knows that you are coming to church, everything will be fine. The issues of sin, but the issues of material blessings, you must come for us to reason it up. So even though, yes, Jesus knows, but before Jesus could act, there was a process. Number one, the Bible said that Jesus heard them. He was hearing them. God must hear your issues. He must hear. The Bible said that he heard them. As he was hearing them. He must hear you. Don't assume. Don't presume. Don't suppose. Don't think. But God knows my problem. Oh, of course. He knows your problem. The Bible said that he knows that even when, before we were born. Jeremiah said that you formed me. You formed every fiber of me while I was yet in the womb. You formed my frame. So he knows us. But the Bible said he was hearing them. He must hear you. He must hear your issues. Hallelujah. God knows that you are hungry. Yes. So if you're going to say, God, you see, I was hungry morning, morning, and I'll be hungry, and I have food to eat, and I pray, and I fast, and I love you so much. Why do I get hungry like that? You are hungry. You are hungry. I am hungry because I don't have money to eat. I don't have money to eat because I don't have a work to do. I don't have a work to do because you, my hands are not blessed. Because my hands are not blessed, my field is not blessed. Oh God, because you said anyone that should not work must not eat. So because I am not working, that is why I am not eating. I need to work. And this is what God I can do. I can be a painter. And I'm a good painter. So God from today I'm going to talk to all the church members who are building or who have houses that if they need any painting they should call me. But God grant me the favor when I approach them. I know that you have done it because you, oh God, you never stop to bless your children when they ask you of good things. Thank you for my first painting appointment and for my first income. I'll give you your tithe out of it. You tell God the situation. Ladies and gentlemen, I was sitting in the church. Somebody who was not a church member came and said, Pastor, if you need any painting, I can do it. I don't have a job. I'm a young man. I finished school. It's not easy with me, but pastor, I can do painting. And I've been praying. And I felt like telling you. 
Amen. Amen. So, when the mission house has to go through renovation and we need painter immediately, I just tell the office staff, contact so-so and so person. That's the first that came into my mind. Even though the person is not a church member, but he spoke his issues to God and asked God that I have been praying God, Pastor, about it. And I felt like I had to take it because he prayed to God, but God now gave ever. When he came, he got it. Ladies and gentlemen, he's doing all the painting work. And it's going to end him not less than 700 to 800 Ghana cities. And there are church members who have been praying. They want to have a job at the bank of all currencies and all monies. So they have sent CVs and the CVs are not being approved. Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, if you have done what you take away, package them nicely as your mother taught you. When a church member is having an adoring, they will order for your watch. And before you get a work at all banks currency, you will be ending money. God would have answered you. We are not telling God the issues. Talk to God. Tell God about the issues. Tell him, don't go to God and complaining. Don't go to God and lamenting. Don't go to God and making Isaiah 59 verse 1 and 8. Verse 1. Let's look at it and then we pray. I didn't even start the sermon. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened. That say, neither is here heavy that it cannot hear. The Bible is made mention of two things. Hands and hear. Most of us are approaching God at the point of his hands. Amen. Forgetting that after the Bible talk about the hands, the next thing he spoke about is what day. When instead of going to God for his hands, go to him in his ears. David said, God, hear me early in the morning. David said, I will cry unto you early in the morning. David said, I will wake up early and make my complaints early in the morning. Ezekiel said, I will stand upon the watch and call upon my God. Let him hear you. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 said, call unto me and see. You know what we do? What we do? God bless me. God bless me. God bless me. God help me. God give me. God bless me. God give me. God bless me. Who should he bless you with? His hands are not shortened. And ladies and gentlemen, after today, God's hands will be stretched upon your life. After today, God's hands will place upon your life. After today, God's intervention shall come to you. God will stretch for this time. He will pick you from every pit. He will pick you from every dungeon. He will pick you from every problem. He will lift you up. But you've got to speak to him. Amen. You've got to speak to him. First, his hands are not shortened. That he cannot save. Who said God cannot solve that problem? Jesus will solve that problem for you. Amen. And I can promise you by the microphone I preach in the word. That when you live here today, the problem is ended. Oh, I said the problem is ended. It does not matter what, how, uh, how 
heavy and how high and how strong it is. I stand before the name Jesus Christ. I stand in the power of the only one God, only true God, only immortal, omniscient, omniscient, powerful God. The God that the one that exists and nobody ever existed like him. The one that would do can do like him. I stand upon him and declare that today when you leave this place the problem is ended. I end it to the glory of Jesus Christ. I end it to the power of Jesus Christ. I end it in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare that a total end problem. It must be a calculated problem. It will end. It might be a spiritual problem. It will end. It might be a demonic problem. It will end. It might be a marital problem. It will end. It might be a financial problem. It will end. It might be a traveling problem. It will end. It might be a family problem. It will end. It might be a health problem. It will end. Every problem that has come to your life, as Jesus healed you today, in the name of Jesus, may it end. It will end. So my hands are not shortened, but I cannot save. Who told you God cannot save? A brother gave testimony last week Sunday at a church I went to preach and I was sitting there and said, my God, God's hands are not shortened. He was part of the Nigerian army who was at the northeast of Nigeria fighting the Boko Haram. Maybe I'll put it on Facebook and then you'll see that he's dressed in Nigeria. In their uniform, he said his own commander was caught and slaughtered. Every day he see death. Every day he see death. And one morning they wake up, and there's a popular place that they normally go every morning to do their daily routine and regime before they and fight Boko Haram. So he woke up that morning. When he got to that place, then he stood there for whatever reason. He called all the army. Then he brought them together and said, let's pray. He was the junior rank. He said, oh God, today, I know that we are before the battlefront. And I can smell death around us. But you, oh God, you are our refuge. You are our strength. You rescue us from death today. And no matter what has been plotted and planned to destroy us, we shall not die. He said, when he just finished, the Holy Ghost just told him that he should go back to the camp. So he told the commander, the commander, we have to go back to camp. The commander said, you are not serious. The people are in the next village slaughtering children. And we are here to go. He said, we should go. He said, no, commander, I felt strongly that we should go back to camp. And then do whatever you do, then we come out. The commander said, that, oh, if you walk out of this place, you are I'm going to report you back. They will call you and they will imprison you. The gentleman said that he looked and then he told the rest of the army, he said that whoever wants to stay with me, let's return. Whoever wants to stay, let's stay because I hear God say we should go back. He returned back. Some of the soldiers, about 150 of them returned with him. He said less than 100 meters, they heard boom, not knowing they have buried bombs all over Adia, where they were standing. Boom. It killed almost 100 plus soldiers. It killed all of them. 
Then all of a sudden, the rest of them were looking at him. They called back to defense and they told the story. And said, what happened? And they said that immediately they called that that young recruit, he must be the commander of the northeast front of the army. He said he was there for, he served there for five years. I, I video it five years. He was the commander in front of the army at the northeast. And I said, northeast, you just walk for 50 meters and you're in Cameroon. He said, the five years, no bullets. And he's come back. And when he came back, they have raised him to a major, a young guy. And you know what he said? He said that Christians, you know something? When we preach God, his hands are not shortened to save. Today, if the devil has planted a time bomb under your foot, as we cry to God, he will lift you out of that position. He will pick you out of that place. He will carry you out of that place and he reposition your life. Satan can never end your life. Satan can never shorten your life. Satan can never defeat your life. Satan can never prevail your life. The hand of God is not short that he cannot save you. But he said, if I hear, his ears are not dumb that he cannot hear. The Bible said that some people have their God whose ears are deaf. They have ears, but they cannot hear. That was my father's ghost. They have ears, but they cannot hear. You can speak morning to evening and still nothing moves them. The ghost of Baal. The Bible said that from morning to evening, over 300 plus magicians, fetish priests of Baal, they call upon their God. Call upon their God. The Bible said that at a point they were cutting themselves with knives. Cutting themselves with knives. And Elijah said that intensify it perhaps your gods are asleep. Our God, he never sleeps nor slumber. Our God, he never doses. The Bible said that, and the way Elijah said, pray perhaps your gods are bathing. Our gods don't need water to bath. He created water. He lives in water. He walks in water. Amen. He said, pray perhaps your gods are traveled. Some gods can travel. Our God never travels. He is the omnipresence. He is at all places at all times. He sees all people. Everywhere, every time. He never travels. Hallelujah. He's a bread. Perhaps if your God has not traveled, perhaps he's busy. He's eating. Ladies and gentlemen, our God does not eat. Food that prepared by men. Hallelujah. Our God, his food is prayer. His food is worship. The Bible said that, and when they worship him, he stands upon his leg, on his feet. When they pray unto him, he receives their prayers. That is our God. The Bible said that morning to evening, they call upon their gods. There was no and Elijah said, you know something? I am about to call to my God. The issue at hand was the hand of which of the gods to come and perform. We are praying that may the God who is the strongest, may he come down and put fire 
on this altar. So we are looking at the hand. But first, the context is begun by what? The ears. Let us call upon the gods. And whichever. 380 plus priests and priestesses of Baal. Call their God. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Their God could not hear. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. The Bible said that even in the depths of the earth, when I call upon the Lord, he answers me. We, our God does not need shouts. Our God does not need thousand people. Our God does not need any time. You see, Jesus said that when you are praying, you can even go to your room and close the door and be left there private and say, Abba, Father, who art in heaven. Our God is not sitting here. Some people, they are God at talisman at their waist. Amen. When they are nice belts that we are wearing these days, they wear talisman. When they are nice, excuse me, bees, the sisters are wearing these days, they are wearing what? Talisman. If you are here and you are wearing a talisman, tell yourself that I am the wrong one. Hallelujah. Because when they, you keep on bathing, one day, one day, that talisman is a leather. And when water continues going into it, it will get rot. So your God can get rot. Expiry dates. Hallelujah. They call 380. Nothing. Men and women. Nothing. Amen. Elijah stood up alone. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to pray. You know what he said? He said, put water in the altar. You see, our God wants to hear impossible things and make it easy. I don't know the impossible situation that you are encountering, but he said, put water into it. This is the, this scripture in Ghana is what has confirmed thing that there's nothing impossible before God. It is only Ghana that it rained. And in the midst of the rain, there was also fire. I hope you remember. There was fire on top of water. And water was falling on the fire. And the fire could not quench until he destroyed whatever he wanted to destroy. When God says yes, no man can say no. When God permits, somebody said, so pastor, is it God who permitted? Whether it is God who permitted or not, it's happened. He said, put in that altar. They start fetching water. He said, add more. Add more. Add more. The Bible said that until the altar was soaked. That means the altar was floating in, 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 in water. The stones were covered by water. And the wood was floating on water. And the that was on the sacrifice altar. That animal was also underwater. Because the animal was heavier. The density is heavier than water. So it's definitely under the water. The water has covered the animal. The altar has covered the altar. The wood was soaked and was on top of the water. Then Elijah said, I am now going to call my God. I'm now going to talk to his ears. And when I what I want, let's see if his hands will not be stretched to save the people of Israel. The Bible said that he said, Oh God, that answered by fire. May the Lord answer by fire. I said, May the Lord answer by fire. Every altar that has been 
against your health, your marriage, against your job, every altar that is speaking against you, may the Lord that answer it by fire. Ladies and gentlemen, I see fire falling from heaven. I see packs of falling. God is going to send fire to some altars. God is going to send fire to some homes. God is going to send fire to some families. God is going to send fire to some offices. He said, may the Lord who answered by fire. You know something? They are calling fire to come and consume. He could have said that God, now it's about time consume this sacrifice but he said God you know something what I need is fire and you consume by fire it means what two things are here about to happen number one the fire is coming to consume the water number two the fire is coming to burn the soak wood number three the fire is coming to burn the sacrifice animal hallelujah that means the fire will lick water the water tend to become kerosene. Listen, if anybody has put spiritual kerosene, spiritual petrol, spiritual, uh, 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 any inflammable substance upon your life to burn you, as we call upon the Lord, that answer by fire, that fire shall fall upon you. It shall lick all that fuel and that fire will begin to protect your life and burn every chaff of the devil. The Bible said that when he called, when Elijah began to call, the Bible said that fire dropped from heaven. This morning, I see fire dropping from heaven. I see fire falling from heaven. I see fire entering somebody's house. Jesus Christ. Listen, fire will enter some homes. Fire will enter some offices. Fire will enter some families. Fire will enter some places. Fire will enter some dominions. Fire will enter some houses. Fire will enter some... Fire is about to enter some place. Because the God that answered by fire is going to hear you. And the fire came down and consumed. After the fire consumed everything, you know something? The 380 of the, the, the witches of Baal, they could not run away. And Elijah single-handedly, the Bible said he pursued them even out onto the water. They could not even run. One man killed about 380 witches in a day. When, when, see, when God answers you, you receive strength over your enemies. You receive strength over witches. You receive strength over demons. You receive strength over juju. You receive strength over charm. You receive strength and you shall overcome them. I, listen, I prophesy supernatural strength. I prophesy supernatural energy. I prophesy supernatural ability. I prophesy supernatural weapons. I prophesy supernatural fire. May it enter your body right now. May it enter your spirit right now. May it enter your mouth right now. As you begin to talk to God, as you begin to declare to God, may fire come down of you. May fire gush down of you. May the Lord hear your prayer. Lord hear your confession. May the Lord hear your request. May the Lord attend to your issue. As you begin to open your mouth, I see God hearing you. You say, God, my house. God said, I hear your house. You say, God, my family. He said, I hear your family. You say, God, my job. He said, I hear your job. You say, God, my life. He said, I hear your, my, your life. You say, God, I am going through hell. God said, I am coming with fire. And my fire is going to quench that water. Is going to quench that fire of the devil. My fire is going to lick that water. 
that is drowning your life uh, he said my fire is going to bend that altar that is raised against you he said my fire is going to burn any animal uh, any sacrifice uh, against your life uh, and my fire is going to refine you it's going to prosper you it's going to bless you my fire is going to make you a new uh, my fire is going to strengthen you lift up your hands uh, and shout i am Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pray. We are going to talk to God. Jesus, the Bible said that he heard them. You are going to speak. You are speaking to Jesus. He wants to hear your issues. 